step into the quirky world of history with the stupid history book, a deep dive into the forgotten tales of everyday items. From the creator of the non-award winning podcast, The Stupid History Minute, comes this book that uncovers the incredible stories behind the things we use every day. Pre-order your copy now, signed by Keb himself, and be among the first to own this adventure through the ages. Don't wait, because on October 1st, it hits the shelves, bringing history to life in the most unexpected ways. Get ready for a history lesson like no other with The Stupid History Book. Reserve yours today at unfpod.com. everybody welcome back to another week of nailed it with saint joe thanks for tuning in i appreciate you tuning in the dial each and every week hopefully everybody is having a super uh i know i think today i've got a good topic to talk about it's gonna be uh something to touch on uh the beeves and kev touched on it a little bit on the refiltered a couple weeks ago and i'm going to jump in uh, and uh, revisit a little bit of it but uh, hopefully you're getting to catch up uh, and you have ordered your stupid history book uh, by the time that this podcast comes out uh, hopefully you have used the nailed it uh, discount in order to get the uh, the discounted price on the book uh, because October 1st will have passed and uh, hopefully you took advantage of that that uh, discount uh, live. It's going to be available everywhere uh, for your purchase. We are all uh, very excited about the Kev releasing his book and um, you know, we're going to do whatever we can to try to make that bad boy a bestseller. Uh, so if you haven't gone out and purchased it, you need to. You can go to stupidhistory.net and uh, and do that. Uh, but the price did go up. I mean, we warned you. We warned you that it was going to happen. So uh, hopefully you can head on over there and uh, help support the cab and his book. And uh, like I said, we're all super excited about it. But, um, man, a couple of big things. I know that uh, Jay and Mike are probably licking they did not have a good time, I can imagine, down in Miami uh, with the 70 to 20 uh, trouncing uh, that the Broncos took. Uh, man, had to be a tough one to watch. Uh, but, um, you know, it happens. That's football. But, man, 70 points that uh, Miami put up on Denver. That is, uh, you know, they did at least take a knee and uh, not score 73 points. Uh, set the all-time record. So, I mean, you got to give Miami a little bit of props there. Uh, but, man, what a what a game. That was uh, that was crazy. And then, uh, you know, like I said, I said last week, I told you the answer uh, would be Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift saga, and it was. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think that Taylor Swift became more the – the story about the game than the Chicago bears did because man, my bears just got pummeled. Um, and they, they did not look good, but, um, 
they just were not ready for the caliber of a Kansas City team. And uh, Kansas City just looked amazing. I think Kansas City is going – it could be a Kansas City-Miami showdown for the AFC. Uh, it's pretty tough. So they're, they're, both those teams are looking really good. And then the boy and I traveled over to see the uh, the Eagles and Tampa game, and it was a good game for a little while too much for Tampa to handle. Uh, but it was fun. We had a good time, some good quality time with the boy, and uh, it was a good time to see. There was a lot of Eagle fans in uh, in Tampa. I could tell you that much. It was. Uh, it looked kind of looked like Christmas a little bit with the uh, Tampa colors and the green sprinkled throughout the stadium. But it was. Uh, it was a good time, um, but we had fun and um, ready to get back at it. Uh, you can tell I'm kind of over my sickness, whatever it was, um, getting back in the swing of things here and uh, ready to go, ready to have a have a good one. Make sure, you know, everybody else is doing great. Uh, Pedals is uh, episode two-parter, which was good. Cindy is uh, talking about healing the body, uh, hypnotizing you with helping your body get right. Biebs, Biebs, uh, Biebs had an interesting week on Refiltered, got a little uh, little controversial with Keb uh, over the, uh, the Life360 uh, issue and uh, then kind of carried it over to um, his own Finding Your Way podcast and and talking about teenager, that is uh, his boy turned 13, and uh, talked a little bit more about, you know, just the, uh, not necessarily trust issues, but raising, your, raising a teenager and some of the things and pitfalls that happen there. And, and uh, you know, he got a, he got a little, um, got a little opinionated, uh, but that's okay. Everybody has, uh, has their, their, opinions and that's good and um but he had a good show and uh of course mike and jay over at the two penny they had a great episode uh always look forward to their their episodes where they had a cover episode that they taught they did their music uh their covers uh for musics and it was good um really they broke down some covers uh that i i was familiar with some that i wasn't uh, so it's good to get a good that maybe you haven't uh, haven't heard before and uh, some new genres to uh, listen to. I do have to say, though, one of them, uh, Mike played a cover of, uh, what was the song? Uh, do You Come From a Land Down Under? Men at Work. And uh, it, was, it was awful. It was a terrible cover. Uh, the original is by far a, a great song. Uh, top 10 hit and men at work did great that was a great song and uh yeah that, that cover that he played i mean was just it was just horrible uh i'll take the original over that one any day uh but y- yeah um wasn't my cup of tea might be his but hey that's okay we get we all be 100 all the time but the other ones i liked a lot was a good episode if you, you get a chance to check it out i appreciate their uh their musical uh input uh, it was very good majority of the time. I'm like, okay, this is good. But that one, I just I just didn't like. Sorry, Mike. It's okay. It's all right. But, um, yeah, I'd like to have the licensing uh, that, I, that, that ASCAP license or whatever it is that I could play the music on here. But, uh, yeah, I just don't. 
but that's okay. But anyway, on with the podcast here. Make sure you check out all of our friends, uh, and I mention each and every week. I'm sure that they would enjoy it uh, that you're checking out their pods. And, uh, you know, I appreciate them mentioning me on each and every one of their podcasts. So on with our podcast, um, I, I said uh, I'm going to mention some things that Kev and Beebs talked about on the refiltered. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, Kev had mentioned a, a list that he went through, and it was the top 25 sports movies that somebody had come up with. I don't know if it was a friend of his or if he found it on a website or whatever it was. And I had talked to him a little briefly about this a little while ago and I made my own and I broke them down into different categories. You know, what I thought would be baseball, football, hockey, so forth, things like that. So I, I had my own opinions on it, but this one was just a straight top 25 sports movies. And it was funny because I, uh, I w- he went through the whole thing, and out of all of them, Field of Dreams was missing out of the entire list, which I can't believe that it wasn't in there. But, like, you think about it, and all the movies that you can normally think of were in there. I think Hoosiers was the number one. Um, number, or may, I'm sorry, I think Jerry Maguire might have been number one, and that was the whole problem that he had with it because... Keb continually says that Jerry Maguire is not a sports movie it's agent and it's about a whole different ball game on, uh, but it, he, he Keb is convinced that it's a love story wrapped up with a sports theme, um, which I don't necessarily disagree with him, but it does have a sports, a sports theme to it where many consider it to be a sports movie, uh, but that's okay. Um, so, what I, you know, you get all the normal, uh, you get, you get Hoosiers, you get Jerry Maguire, you get uh, Bull Durham, you get Major League, you get, um, you know, just the, any, any league of their own, a lot of different things that you can think of as, as, as regular, but it got me to think of what are some of the movies that don't get appreciate it or maybe don't get mentioned when it comes to sports movies uh you know you think about remember the titans you think about rudy you think about um you know maybe space jam you you know you know when you're talking about different genres different movies and you're thinking yeah that's definitely a great sports movie but maybe there's something out there where you're like Man, I, 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 that movie didn't, wouldn't have even come to my mind unless, you, unless you've seen it and you said you need to see that movie. So I'm going to go through, you probably have heard of, maybe you've seen them, but they not, don't necessarily get maybe the attention that they, that they need to. Um, and you'll get, the, you'll get the gist of it when I start naming off some of them. And they're not going to be in any particular order. Um, I might say, yeah, this is going to be maybe the number one or maybe the most popular one that I think should probably get um, a little bit more talk or, or is probably more popular than, um, than one. Um, like, for example, 
I'll start with one. I think Beebs actually mentioned it. It was called Breaking Away. It's about a, a, a guy that really wants to be on the Tour de France. And he kind of develops a team. Um, he, he, he does what he can to start um, training and do what he can in order to be uh, and do what he needs to do in order to get on the Tour de France. And it's a it's a really good movie. Um, it's funny. Uh, it's um, it's got really no big name people in the movie, but it is a it's kind of a comical movie. Uh, the the main character I think at one time delivers pizzas on his bike, um, but he he does it follows the story of a of a guy who starts a team and he, and it's a, a kind of a feel good story because it's a a team that you don't think would do anything and they do races and they end up, you know, qualifying to do what they can. And it's, it's really a feel good story um, of what, what you do need to prepare and do in order to, um, to do what you need to do in order to get to the tour of France. So that's a good example. The other one, uh, some other ones that I can think of days of thunder, Great movie. Tom, uh, Tom Cruise, uh, one that, you know, just a really good movie about NASCAR. Actually, it's about Dick Trickle, um, the story of Dick Trickle. If you know who that is, I know who it is because up in Wisconsin, uh, that's where Dick Trickle got his start on the small racetracks. Uh, he made his, made his name uh, winning a lot of small races and building his name up. And then he got into, you know, just the, just how the story says. He, he started off winning smaller races and he could drive basically anything. And he just needed to get a shot at a NASCAR uh, and have a sponsor. And, you know, from going into Cold Trickle, uh, Tom Cruise's t- character and, and not really knowing, you know, what he said, he could, you can learn how to drive anything on ESPN just kind of watching and, and doing what he can and, and how the story rises that he comes from a no-name team to getting a big sponsor to winning different races to, you know, winning Daytona and doing things in a really good movie about NASCAR, uh, but probably doesn't get a lot of, a lot of talk um, when you think of sports movies. Um, another one in that realm is called Rush, uh, it's another very good movie, but it's it's uh, it's about the um, indie cars, and um, really good, really good movie to to uh, watch. Uh, but the same kind of philosophy is about drivers and and just the that they need to go to in order to make it big as race car drivers. Um, one here, um, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, um, great movie called The Basketball Diaries. Uh, this is a really, really good movie. Um, it's it's just a kind of a coming of age um, drama, if you will, about basketball. Um, kind of a dark film, but uh, follows high school basketball star who becomes addicted to drugs, really, and um, really early on in DiCaprio's career. But he gives a really Honestly, pretty mature was in the film, uh, but uh, 
it, it doesn't like the, the cool thing about it doesn't like sensationalize um, drug use or anything like that in in the film, but it really gives a, a really good point of what what the addiction can do to you and how it can really destroy your your chances and hopes of of do of sports and what it can what it can really do to you to destroy making the team and and if you're you know on the team what it can do to you because of it so really really good um really good move aries um let's see here another ones that i can think of um there's a movie called chuck it's basically kind of a knockoff of rocky um there's a lot of boxing movies that really don't get a lot of credit, but this one, it's called Chuck. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's it's really it it is the best the best way that I can describe it is it's kind of like a a low budget Rocky, um, almost the same story, if you will, or plot line, but um, you know, down on his luck hero who trains and fights a heavyweight champ. Uh, basically, very very similar to. Um, this one also another boxing movie that's good it's called Southpaw uh, this one is with Jake Gyllenhaal uh, and it's um, it's just about a again it's another great uh, boxing story but it's about a left handed uh, left handed boxer uh, hence the name Southpaw and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal man he, this guy he went through a transformation in order to be in this movie um, but it, it, it's you you won't even know it's it's him if you it's amazing how different he looks in this movie um, but it, it's really just uh, the performance of of going through it and then it, again in a left-handed boxer and the difference that he has to do because he's left-handed, not a, not a lot of big left-handed boxers out there and the struggles that he needs to do to fight a specific way. And, um, interesting one, there's one called warrior two. That is a boxing movie, uh, very similar, just different styles that they have to do, uh, in order to fight. And, um, kind of the uh, boxing is, is they're hard to make boxing movies. There's only so much you can do. Um, but it's kind of down, you know, what you can do and boxing only ends up one way. You're either going to win or you're going to lose and you're going to have to lose a couple of times in order to overcome, uh, you know, your struggles and you know, the, the you, you know, what's going to happen at the end of the boxing movie, uh, you know, something, something big, you're going to get beat down for a couple of rounds and then you're going to have this miraculous comeback and you're going to end up winning the fight. So every boxing movie kind of ends up the same way. Um, so boxing movies are tough, but there's, there's a bunch of them. Um, there's one that's really kind of a biographical film and it's called, um, it's called, uh, Borg versus McEnroe. And as you can imagine, um, it is about, um, tennis and it's about um the uh john McEnroe and um his uh his great uh competitions against bjorn borg uh the swedish champion Bor bjorn borg um and it's really good um 
it just is uh, more more biopic or biographical. Um, but if you like tennis, this is definitely a good movie for you. Another great tennis movie uh, that you can think of is The Battle of the Sexes, uh, which is about Billie Jean King and the uh, the match that she set up. She she set up uh, to uh, to do and show. Um, I forget who who she played it with uh, against. Um, let me. Um, but everybody knows uh, it was against uh, Bobby Riggs and you know it was about the feminist movement and how Bobby Riggs bragged that women could never defeat him he was the best that he could ever do and she agreed to play him in the match and it was hailed the battle of the sexes it's it's you know 1973 it took place and it was it's really good and it's uh, emma stone plays uh billy jean king and she does a really good job and um you know i always like the um the uh kind of period pieces uh steve carell plays um which is funny but um I always like the period pieces because you can see like the different clothing styles and it's just very funny to go back to those time periods and see how different things were. Um, but uh, it was just, uh, this one's a really good one just because it just shows how different and, and the, the atmosphere and the thoughts that were so different um, in that time period and, and how important it really was. This match was very, very, very important. Um, and it, and it stood for a lot of different things and for the feminist movement, it was very, very important. So again, a a good movie, good sports movie to watch. Uh, and actually you can learn something from it. If you know, you want to have your kids good, something to learn, uh, for, uh, a period piece that you can come away with, um, something to learn and say, this is, this is why they did it. This is what came from it. This is, um, yeah, something kind of neat about it. Um, let's see here. Another one. Um, this one actually is a, a pretty a, a, a pretty good one, too. It's called The Way Back, and it stars Ben Affleck, and he's kind of a washed-up uh, hockey player and um, struggles with alcoholism and depression. And um, I don't know if he if he directed it or not. But he, um, I'm sorry, is it about hockey or is it basketball? I think it's about basketball. I'm sorry. It's about basketball. And he, um, he goes, he comes through and he, it's really about second chances here. And um, he has to go back and coach uh, a basketball team. And um, it's really all about a second chance thing that his character is given. And throughout the whole thing, you know, they accuse him of of drinking on the job and try to do things. But he he really has and, and the team is terrible. And he it's all about trying to work together. And, and he overcomes a lot of his demons through the movies. And, you know, it's a really I wouldn't say feel good story, but it is at the end of it. It's it's all about overcoming your obstacles and um but it it has it's a basketball story, and this is one where again, Cab's going to have, you know, is it a is it a feel good story wrapped up with a basketball theme? Well, maybe 
maybe, but it, it does have that sports theme in it. Um, this reminds me of another movie called Coach Carter, which I think is a fantastic movie. It's got Sam Jackson in it that plays Coach Carter, which is a real character. And um, it was based absolutely off of the exact same thing that Coach Carter did, where he signed contracts with his players. He, besides up and down the field, um, he made him call him sir. He made him call him. You know, he, he made them do push-ups if they were late to, late to practice. He made them, you know, he, he basically trained them a specific way. And the way that he did it, he made, them out, he made them physically fit enough that they would outrun, they would outlast any team on the court so that they could run drills. And they were faster and more physical than any team, and they could, they could outlast them. And that way, when it came down to the fourth quarter, their team was still on the floor and these, the other teams were, were grabbing their shorts. They were hands on their legs. They couldn't do anything. And at that point the team could pull ahead and they could, they could pass the ball. They could run it and they could just pull away from it, which was, you know, brilliant really. Um, but it was, it was a great story and he, he made them ha- you know, wear ties and sport coats to uh, on game day. He made them sit in the front row of the class. He made them have a, a minimum of a, I think it was a 2.5 GPA or they couldn't be on the team, you know, so there's certain things and it was a really, it's a really good uh, story, uh, true life story of the coach. And I love the end of it where it shows the stats that these people got a scholarship, you know, they never had a chance before he got there. And then at the end of it, they get scholarships to these schools and were a four-year starter at this college. And this person did this and, they made it to the, you know, it's it's just, a, again, a really good um, good outcome of a movie where maybe you wouldn't watch this. It's, it's not like a Hoosiers where, you know, great basketball movie, but Coach Carter doesn't compare to Hoosiers, but it's still a great basketball movie. Um, another, <laughs> another one, which you're looking at, if you want to think about, things that don't compare um uh, one of the football movies and i fall victim to this one that's on all the time is there, there's a football movie that's called varsity blues and i i don't care what you say this movie is it's one that i when it's on it's a it's a cheesy high school movie um about football and you know, it's got the kid from Dawson's Creek. It's got James Vanderbeek as one of the, the the quarterback that comes in as a hero. You know, Paul Walker, uh, one of Paul Walker's movies, is the original quarterback that comes in and he gets hurt. And then James Vanderbeek comes in and he's the he's the hero quarterback. Um, you know, it's got a lot of again known kind of those are the big two two biggest names and a John Voigt is the coach, but you, you get watch it because it's just like a Friday nights type football. Um, and it's, you, it, it's a good movie. I, I, I laugh about, it. I think it's a funny movie to watch. Um, but it doesn't get a lot of talk when you're like, this is the best football movie ever made. No, but it's a fun football movie to watch. Um, and, I just I, varsity blues is, is a good football movie. Um, there's another football movie um, 
that a lot of people uh, won't, which is any given Sunday. Uh, for me, I think that that is a great movie. Um, is it a real? Is it a realistic movie? Man, probably. I would realistic movie of, you know, what's going to happen on the field or maybe in the huddle or things like that when it talks about it. Uh, I think De Niro, I'm sorry, not De Niro, Pacino does a great job as a coach. And I think that Cameron Diaz um, plays a great part, um, you know, and then you've got, you've got great uh, uh, role players in there, like LL Cool J, Jamie Foxx, uh, different, different characters that are in there that are, you know, when you talk about the players, um, I just think that they all play a pivotal role in the movie, which make it a, a great movie. Uh, you know, and then <laughs> if you really want to have a stretch, you can talk about the last boy scout. Um, it's really not, uh, you know, Bruce Willis and, and is it Marlon Wayne's one of the Wayne's brothers? Keenan Irie Wayne's maybe, but it, you know, it, it revolves a little bit about uh, sports, but it's really more of a, a cop movie. Um, but it does have, it revolves a little bit around sports, but good movie too. Um, some more, uh, more, definitely more sports related movies. There's a movie with uh, Will Smith that's called Concussion. Uh, this is a this is actually a really because as it as the name says it revolves around what the what the hits in football and what the damage of concussions can do to football um, can do to you and uh, kind of a hard one to watch uh, because it talks about you know traumatic brain injuries and what happens to them and what happens to the players and things like that. Um, and with everything that's going on in the NFL and the protection that they have with it, um, it's a it's definitely an interesting film to watch. Uh, but Will Smith does a great job, gives a good performance. Uh, there's not a lot of Will Smith movies that he doesn't do good in, but um, definitely, definitely a good one to watch. Uh, there's uh, and and one that definitely. Um, Another one that I watch with football, which I think is a fun, fun movie again to watch, um, especially as it gets close uh, to this particular day, um, is Draft Day. And anybody that's seen this movie um, knows exactly what I'm talking about. It follows the Cleveland Browns and what they would do on their particular day as it comes close to the draft. And it's kind of behind the scenes of how the draft works. Um it's very funny because it's, I think it's in 1996, let's say. Maybe, maybe uh, I'd have to look at the year to make sure. But it's funny because the Jaguars um, have the sixth pick and they trade away with the Jaguars um, as a new GM is taking over and they kind of flip around with the Jags and it's, that's always a funny spot when it comes to it because um, I laugh how they, they trade away some picks and everything like that. And, uh, but it's a good, it's a good kind of behind the scenes look at what happens on draft day. Kevin Costner is the uh, general manager of the Browns and it looks about 
he's taking over. It's his first draft that he gets to run the Browns, and um, it does a really good job. Uh, it's 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 an interesting behind the scenes look, but a, but a fun movie, a fun movie to watch, and uh, I think it's. Um, I'm kind of partial to it because of the number one pick that they want to get is from Wisconsin, the quarterback from Wisconsin. And that doesn't happen very often. It's usually a running back or a big offensive lineman that they want. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, it, that's a good one. Um, let's see here. What else can I think of? Um, I, again, I'm kind of talking about football games, but uh, football movies, the other one, and this one got a lot of controversy, and it got a lot of controversy for one particular stunt is portrayed in the movie, and it's a movie called The Program. Uh, this one follows uh, Florida State and the particular program that they run at Florida State. Uh, but one of the controversies that they got um, was when the when the team goes out and they're they're doing some stunts i guess if you will or they're they're out partying one night and they try to um they they want to do some things that are a little risky they want to do some dares and one of the dares that they did is they on a road um, and they laid down on the center line and they would wait for cars to pass by. And it would, it would be like if the car would drive by and it would, you know, it, it would be like if, if they wouldn't hit them. I mean, seems pretty stupid, was pretty stupid, but it would be as if the dare would be that you would lay perfectly still with your arms by your side legs tucked in and you would lay right on the center line well as you can imagine uh a lot of the controversy was that after the people saw this movie they would go out and try that stunt well guess what people got ran over and a very smart thing to do and um it caused a lot of things and then as as the movie went on uh, the, that part of the movie actually got cut in a lot of places they wouldn't show it um, for a perfectly good reason, I certainly understand it wasn't wasn't a very smart thing to do on. But people have to realize that people do stupid stuff in the movies, and it's a movie, and you shouldn't go out and emulate what you see in the movie. But um, yeah, the program though it, that's not the only thing that happens in the movie. It's another great movie. Um, it, it shows about how the program and the football program itself was run at FSU and um, definitely one to watch. It's worth a watch. And, and it, again, it gives you kind of an inside sight, inside view of the football program itself at FSU. Uh, I know that Keb probably won't watch it because he's a big Gator fan, but maybe he's seen it. Who knows? Um couple good running movies um, is one. There's one called McFarlane USA. Uh, this is a great, great movie, actually. Um, again, Kevin Costner uh, is the is the coach and um, he takes a takes a, um, a group of group of athletes who essentially 
aren't expected to do a lot of things based off of a true story from 1987 and from the McFarland high school cross country team. And, um, it just basically, um, takes a team that really, uh, wasn't expected to do much. Uh, McFarland, uh, this team was primarily a Latin, uh, population and, um, He's for the coach is basically forced into the job. He doesn't want to do it, but he recognizes that this team could be something. Um, they don't initially recognize that that they're worth um, all do, but he does. He sees a lot in them, and um, as you can probably imagine, uh, you can see where the story goes. Uh, it's pretty predictable, but a really good movie to watch. Um, there's also another movie too uh is basically uh pitched as a a christian movie uh called overcomer and it, it, that is a very good movie too um we enjoyed it a lot uh and it's a it's a running movie too about a a coach that um teaches his uh his younger uh female student to overcome a lot of her obstacles uh, that is, they 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 adopt a rule um, that you can listen to an ear uh, an earpiece or air earbud or AirPod uh, at the last race, and she she gets to have a little bit of an advantage, or if you will, um, by doing that. And uh, it's a pretty cool ending. Uh, but there's a lot of different things. She suffers from asthma. She overcomes a lot of, again, obstacles and things like that for the race. But a really good kind of running movie. Um, not like Chariots of Fire or anything like that, but again, kind of a feel-good. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of anyone. There's a another running movie called Race, which is basically... Uh, about Jesse Owens. Um, these are all great movies. Uh, I'm sure Beebs has probably seen a couple of these. Um, th these are all... Uh, when he mentioned the Prefontaine movie, I knew exactly what he was talking about. That was a really good movie, too. Uh, but Race is, again, it's kind of a biographical movie that talks about Jesse Owens and the uh, events that kind of led up to his incredible performance in the Olympics. Um that's a good movie. Um, trying to think if there's anything else that I'm... These are all... There's a lot of different movies, as you can see, that I'm just kind of throwing out there, looking at. Um, a lot of them I'm trying to come off off my head and try to think, here's ones that I can think of. Um, and just that I've seen over the years. Um, I mean, like you know, there's things like Sea Biscuit. Um, there's ones that you're probably not thinking about a lot when you, when you come up and you think about sports movies. Um, I'm just, just trying to think here. Uh, let's see, see if there's any other, um, let's see. Um,
the the greatest game ever played. Um, I mean, that's about golf. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that could fit in there. It's kind of like um, that's a, not a bad one. Miracle we talked about before. Um, for love of the game. Uh, we've kind of talked about that. That's um, Kevin Costner again. Kevin Costner seems to be in a lot of these movies. Um, I mean, he made he, Kevin Costner has been in a ton of movies if you look at him. Um, and I'm, you know, again, I'm just I'm just kind of throwing out sports movies. If you go, you could break this down into a lot of different underrated uh, movies in general. But I just thought that it would be sports because they hit on on the sports uh, realm the other day. Um, over the top uh, if you really wanted to think about Sylvester Stallone uh, I mean but now we're now we're reaching a little bit where we go into a couple different movies but um, I don't know I mean if you can think of things uh, I'm sure that there's some that I'm probably leaving out um, but I was just when I was talking about their list I'm trying to I'm I'm talking in there and I'm thinking man, what about this movie? What about this movie? And sometimes you just don't get to talk about some movies that you like and that you've watched and you're like, hey, this is actually a pretty good movie. So, yeah, I might have rattled off 20 different movies. Maybe you've seen them. Maybe you haven't. But um, maybe you should. Give them a shot and take a look at them. Um, if you have something to add, uh, you know, you can hit me up. I'm on Twitter at St. Joe UNF pod. Uh, uh, that's where I'm most of the time. I spend a lot of time on Twitter or you can email at nailed it with St. Joe uh, at yahoo.com. Uh, but I, yeah, I'd love it. Uh, if you like what you hear, please uh, share it with a friend. Uh, make sure that you are going on and, um, if you can leave me any kind of review or if you have comments or questions, anything like that, that would be great. Uh, that's just going to help me uh, be found a little bit more uh, on the different platforms. But again, make sure you check out any of the friends that I mentioned early in the show. Um, you know, I'll just give you again, Mondays, there's myself Tuesdays. We've got pedals of support Wednesday. We have the boys at the refiltered, uh, and first um first part of her hypno wellness thursday you've got beebs and then sunday gives her hypnotic uh part of her podcast and then uh friday we got our friends over at the two penny and then every day we have the stupid history minute be sure to check that out and then as i mentioned uh, please don't forget to check out stupidhistory.net and get your copy of the Stupid History book that is now available everywhere. Um, Amazon is probably going to be your best bet uh, right now to get it immediately, uh, but you can get uh, due. Um, yeah, so hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys have a super fantastic week. Uh, I have a couple things that I am working on for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but if you have any topics or anything like that that you want to hear, please 
leave them in the comments, shoot me an email, get a hold of me somehow, and I would be happy to do it. Um, but for this week, I am going to say have a great week. And as always, work hard, play hard, but whatever you do, make sure you nailed it. This podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information. Hammer time!